This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. Good morning, Eagles Nation. What is going on? This is the Birds Banter Podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. I'm your host, Matt Lupe, and today we're going to be talking a lot about the Eagles. Unfortunately, they've lost the last game of the season. They fall to 4-11-1 on the entire year, which is not at all what we expected. We're going to review the season a little bit, but we're going to talk about the main topics that I promised to discuss for this week's podcast. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and the biggest needs going into the draft. And there's a lot to talk about. Um, As we saw, the Eagles, you know, pretty much intentionally lost that game against the Washington football team. Um, Washington does have more wins. They probably are the better team, but it was a fairly competitive game, um, competitive score-wise. It was brutal to watch. But, uh, yeah, the the entire league has been going off on the Eagles, especially the Giants. So we're going to talk about all of that, uh, include include Carson Wentz in those talks. And frankly, to be honest with you guys, I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon. You're going to be listening to this Wednesday morning um, or anytime after Wednesday when it's uploaded. And honestly, there might be some changes in the news ever since then. Um, so whatever I say, I don't even know if that's going to hold true tomorrow or the next day because we've seen that Carson Wentz requested a trade or will request a trade. And then today, right before I'm recording this, um, there's a report that came out that said he needs some time to think about it and he doesn't want to end in a divorce with the Eagles. So really not sure what's going to happen. Um, all I know that this is a terrible franchise the Eagles are tracking towards. If they want to get things back on track, they need to make changes. And I'm going to keep you in the loop of all of my ideas here this episode. We're going to have a lot of fun um, despite all the negatives that the Eagles are having so far this year. And just to recap... Um, Last week's episode, I laid out the future of the Birds Banter podcast real quick. This offseason, we're going to be killing it uh, two weeks, two episodes every single week. We're going to be doing reviews on YouTube of players that are entering the draft. Um, we're going to be discussing different draft class or the draft class at different positions, who the Eagles should target, um, bring on some awesome guests, talk to some salary cap experts, and uh, just, you know, cover every single aspect of free agency that the Eagles have to hit on. So, Um, Thank you for riding with us so far. Let's have a great 2021 and enjoy this week's episode. All right, guys, first things first, we're going to talk all about Carson Wentz. And um, I've been doing this almost every single week this season because it's been up, it's been down. My, you know, emotions and thoughts about him have been up and down as well. Um, At the beginning of the season, I wanted to defend him so much. Then I got caught up with it. I'm saying, hey, we need him out, uh, bench him, you know, give Jalen Hurts a chance. Jalen Hurts came in. <laughs> I was one of the people that was right away, Jalen Hurts, you're the guy going forward. Um, then now that we're seeing these reports that Carson Wentz, you know, we all expected it um, earlier, in, earlier in the year, especially with Jalen Hurts coming in and Carson Wentz struggling. There was a possibility of Carson Wentz not being on the team in 2021. But now the reports are coming out. Now that you see Carson Wentz, Jason Kelsey, and Zach Ertz, out on the field until 1 1 a.m. after the loss against Washington, just hanging out, 
for one last time as Philadelphia Eagles. It's it's sad. I wore my Carson Wentz jersey on Sunday. He was a healthy scratch. He didn't even step a foot on the field. But um, I wore my jersey because I'm like, this is probably the last time I will have the opportunity to wear it for a game. Um, it's really heartbreaking because Carson Wentz is somebody that I feel like most Eagles fans respect. Um, the whole grand scheme of things take away you know, eight bad weeks this year. People respect him a lot as a player, as a person, everything he has done, and um, just the character that he has. I think he is a great person. And, uh, you know, Eagles fans should wish him the best no matter where he goes, um, wherever his career takes him this offseason. That being said, yes, he can be very respected in Philadelphia. Fans can love him. He could have potential to be a great quarterback. However, you don't pick a quarterback on their likability. Um, this is a problem that the Bears got themselves into. And, you know, they might be getting out of the mud a little bit with this situation. Um, we have yet to see what Trubisky is going to do in the playoffs. But um, this kind of reminds me, if the Eagles, you know, are just going to hold on to Carson Wentz because they like him, um, it's going to remind me of the Bears. Because years ago, they had Jay Cutler. And they loved what Jay Cutler could do on the field. They thought he was a great quarterback. But they hated, you know, his character. Um, he wasn't a good teammate. He didn't get along with people. Um, so they're thinking, like, you know, we love the player, but we don't love the person in Jay Cutler. So when they're trying to find their next franchise quarterback, they trade up for Mitch Trubisky, and they justify it by saying, okay, he might not be on Jay Cutler's talent level. He might not be this great player that we want on our team, but we love him as a person. He's a great. He's going to be a great teammate, great character, he can handle what we have in Chicago here. And you're just putting everything into, yes, you need a good team culture. You need a good leader. I understand that. It's rare to find both a great person and a great player. That's why franchise quarterbacks are so rare in this league, because you need to have both. So the Bears go all in on trying to find a player of good character, and then they hope that the talent comes with them. That's what the Eagles would be doing with Carson Wentz. He has regressed ever since he got injured in 2017. That is a fact. I'm not trying to hate on him, but it is a fact. Watching him and statistically, he has regressed. So right now, we can we can all sit back and say Carson Wentz can get back to a top 10 quarterback form. I believe that 100%. I believe many other fans believe that. However, you can't just assume that. You can't just hope that that's going to happen, especially after seeing Jalen Hurts show some promise this season because, you know, if you go ahead and trade Jalen Hurts and you're saying to Carson, all right, team's yours, you're the franchise quarterback, let's go, and then he fails again next year, what are you going to do? You just got rid of a quarterback. Now the cycle starts all over again. So it's it's going to be very, very tricky just to say Carson Wentz can return. You have to back it up because right now he doesn't show that he can back it up. Um, I believe there's problems with coaching. The offense around him is not that great, but, you know, Carson, he's he's got to show more himself that he wants to be this. He's he can be this franchise quarterback. Um, so that's number one. Number two, Carson Wentz hasn't really impressed me lately um, as a character. You know, it's I'm kind of contradicting myself here because I'm saying that people respect him so much, they like him so much. I respect him a lot, but when you thought of Carson Wentz back in 2016, 2017, he was a great person. Everybody was in love with Carson Wentz. There was no 
you know, it was after 2017 when this Nick Foles debate came in and people started hating on Carson Wentz for whatever reason. Uh, but before that happened, everybody in the league loved him. You go back and you watch the NFL Top 100 video. Uh, I believe it was Von Miller who had a great segment on there talking about how much he respects Carson Wentz. People around the league that think he's just a great person. Um, NFL GMs always come out anom- anonymously and say, Carson Wentz is a great person. He's going to be a great quarterback in this league. So on and so forth. Um, a lot of people love him. But what I'm trying to say is recently he has not impressed me with this character. He gets benched. Um, and although we have seen a little bit of clips from the sideline during the games of Jalen Hurts, um, you know, completing a pass, coming back to the sideline, Carson Wentz is there to congratulate him. I'm happy about that. But the fact that one or two games into Jalen Hurts's um, quote unquote career as a starter, so that was probably like week 11, week 12, or no, probably week 12, week 13. Anyways, a couple of weeks into that, Carson Wentz comes out and says, and I'm not sure how this got leaked to the media. I don't know the whole process, but a report came out that Carson Wentz will want out if he is not going to be the starting quarterback. Dude, come on. You're telling me you lead the league in interceptions all year. You've done nothing to change your ways. You were still inaccurate, um, still have fumbling issues, still can't escape a sack, still can't escape the pocket. You're doing all of this, and all of a sudden you're saying, I went out, I can be a starter. Where was that passion? Where was that drive back when you were the worst quarterback in the league statistically just four weeks ago? So that's the problem I have right now. And then now that we see after week 17, reports start coming out. uh, Actually, before the game week 17, Carson Wentz wants out. He will request a trade. Now we're seeing today on Tuesday when I'm recording this, Carson Wentz needs some time on his own to think about it. I mean... (laughs) You guys can see right through this. He's going to request a trade. Um, nobody that's going to go think about it themselves. The only time that I've seen somebody come back after thinking about it themselves is when Andy Reid pulled Nick Foles out of retirement in uh, 2016 before he returned to the Eagles um, after that. Carson Wentz is not going to be back. Um, if he wants out, the Eagles are going to respect that and let him leave. Guarantee it, 100%. The only problem is the cap space and everything, but um, I believe that they could probably try to find some restructure. I believe there's still some mutual respect there that they could try to make something work so both sides are happier. But anyways, I mean, when you see a guy that you put $128 million into just a few years ago, after, granted, this is after two significant injuries, torn ACL and a fractured back. They put... $128 million into Carson Wentz. This was after letting Nick Foles walk. They completely put all their faith into Carson Wentz and said, we are going to get rid of all this controversy. You are the starting quarterback. Go run with it. They give him the full QB1 authority. So he's starting quarterback. He's got a lot of money. He's ready to go. They are bringing in weapons. They drafted a receiver in the first round. Um... They still have a great starting offensive line. I understand injuries happen. Deshaun Jackson got wiped out with injuries. Alshon Jeffrey for a certain amount of time. They're starting O-line. But if you're listening to this right now, and this year and last year, if you didn't think that their starting offense was a contender, one of the best in the NFC, you're lying to yourself. You're just speaking because you're frustrated. 
Going back, rewind a couple of months, rewind a year and a couple of months, almost every single Eagles fan was saying, this is an amazing offense. We can win the NFC East. We can compete for the Super Bowl. 100% guaranteed. Well, it didn't happen. Injuries happened. Part of the game, I understand. The Eagles have a major problem with injuries. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, the Eagles did what they were supposed to do to help Carson Wentz um, as far as putting a good team around him. Doug Peterson failed to be a good coach around him, which we'll get to later. But anyways, they bring all the money, they bring all the talent, and they get rid of the controversy in Nick Foles. The only bad that they've, the only wrong that they've done him is bringing in Jalen Hurts this year. But in my mind, you already committed to Carson Wentz as a quarterback. You gave him the talent, you gave him the money. If you want to start evolving into a two-quarterback offense, if you see Jalen Hurts as a future first-round pick priced player, and you want to use it as an asset and trade him later, by all means, go for it. This is your team. As long as you trust Carson Wentz, go do it. Now, they came out and said that. They're like, hey, we're not going to use him as a gadget player. He's a quarterback first. Carson Wentz is still our guy. Carson Wentz, if we do this, we will still help you, which I believe they did. Fast forward to the start of the season. Carson Wentz plays an unbelievable first half. After that, he never returned to that same form. It was downhill ever since. Maybe he had a good drive here and there, but it was the worst football I've ever seen Carson Wentz play, including his rookie year. And I want to bring you back to a comparison I made weeks ago, several weeks ago in the season. The, the Packers put themselves into a similar, if not worse, situation this offseason. Aaron Rodgers, still a very, very good quarterback, very capable. He came off of an off year last year, but he's still top quarterback in this league. They go ahead and draft Jordan Love in the first round. Aaron Rodgers, would, he wasn't shy. He was not happy about it. He came out and said that. And I would almost rather have that, have Carson Wentz say, listen, I'm not happy about this. I'm the quarterback. Then hide back, say, hey, Jalen Hurts, you're a great guy. We're going to do great things. And then just completely fall apart on the field. Aaron Rodgers, he's like, I don't like this. He goes onto the field and he has an MVP season. He is undisputably the MVP of this season. No doubt about it. It's not Mahomes. It's not Josh Allen. It's Aaron Rodgers. When you take into his stats, his impact on his team, he is the most valuable player of the entire NFL this year. Same situation. They both, you know, trust their quarterback as a franchise quarterback, but they draft a backup in the first two rounds. Aaron Rodgers goes out and has one of the best years of his entire career. Carson Wentz goes out and has the worst year of his career. Wentz, man, we respect you a lot. But if you don't want to come back, if this is so uh, such a difficult decision for you, then why would Doug and Howie bend over backwards to try to rekindle this relationship with you? You know, it goes both ways. They want to try to respect you and, you know, bring you back as a starting quarterback. But if you're not going to respect the Eagles and you're not going to respect them, it's never going to work. If you want to go off and have a career somewhere else, by all means, go do it. People will respect you for that. People will understand. But it's not Harry Roseman's um, you know, responsibility, Doug Peterson's responsibility to all of a sudden be like, hey, it's, it's my job to win Carson Wentz over now. No. No, not at all. Carson Wentz is the one that's saying, I want to trade. Well, tough. You didn't play well. 
Now you're just scared because you got Jalen Hurts breathing down your neck. That's going to be the starter next year, uh, as long as everything goes goes according to plan this offseason. So that's my thought on Carson Wentz. Uh, we'll have more as more reports come out. Like I said at the beginning, things might change tomorrow. They might change next week. We'll see what happens. It's going to take a long time. Uh, but I think, you know, we saw reports today that this is a big week for Carson Wentz and his agency, um, Rep. 1 Football, I believe. They're going to be talking a lot with the Eagles, trying to figure out what is the next step going forward with the Eagles or another franchise. So it's going to be interesting, and we're going to see a lot of news come out about this very soon. I want to take a break to share a message from our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a sports fantasy sports betting app that you can bet on basketball, football, baseball, any sport out there, hockey. You're going to bet on your favorite players and their fantasy betting odds. So make sure you download the Thrive Fantasy app. Use code BBP when you sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $50. All right, next up, Doug Peterson. What do we have for you? All right, so the, the entire league is upset with Doug Peterson, it seems like. A lot of Eagles fans understand. A lot of Eagles fans are upset. Um, Joe Judge is especially upset. But basically, if you guys watched the game in Week 17... You saw that it was a very close game between Washington and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts comes out of the game, and you know you could justify it. He was seven for twenty passing, um, two rushing touchdowns. He just wasn't making the impact that the Eagles expected. Granted, I think that's because Doug Peterson wasn't trying to win the game in the first place. He was kind of laying it low and playing it safe with Jalen Hurts out there. I completely agree with pulling Jalen Hurts before the game even started, because in my mind. You have no chance to make the playoffs. Um, right now, you're playing for a better draft pick. You better just lay down, make sure that Jalen Hurts does not get hurt. If he's going to be the starting quarterback, how awful would it be if late in the game, you're losing by two scores, Jalen Hurts takes a bad hit, torn ACL? Like, what do you do now? Um, I guess most ACL tears are not non-contacts, but you know what I mean. If it's a bad injury then all of a sudden you're delaying his offseason. Um, you're delaying the 2021 season from your starting quarterback. We would have much different conversations about Carson Wentz right now. All of a sudden Carson Wentz might be the starting quarterback because Jalen Hurts just couldn't play. So that's not something the Eagles want to risk right now. I don't think any team would want to risk that. They were playing for the ninth pick if they won, the sixth pick if they lost. That's a big difference. I believe there was a... Um, three-pick gap between C.D. Lamb and Jalen Rager in the draft. A lot of people didn't expect C.D. Lamb to fall to the Eagles. Eagles didn't either. So they kind of lay back, see if he fell to them. He didn't. They missed out on their favorite wide receiver because they weren't aggressive. Now that you're up in the draft a little bit, you have more opportunity to take better players. Obviously, the first couple players are going to be taken. Trevor Lawrence, most likely Justin Fields, especially after his performance against Clemson the other night. Um, man, that was a great game if you guys caught that. But those probably are going to uh, Jaguars and the Jets. Probably Lawrence first, I would imagine. And then after that, the top, the next five picks, you're going to be seeing Devontae Smith. You're going to be seeing Jamar Chase, maybe. Um, you're going to be seeing Sewell, the, the tackle from Oregon. You're going to be seeing Patrick Sertan. And... Um, Micah Parsons, linebacker from from Penn State. Those are going to be the top guys. The one that falls out of the top five, the Eagles are going to be happy with. Because right now, they are in a position to take best player available. 
I'm hoping that Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase is going to be available at six. I believe both or one of them at least will. Um, but either one, you're getting a great receiver. I think it can take the Eagles offense to the next level. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a wide receiver, but you know, I, I was full on with losing that game with, for Washington. Um, number one, I think Washington is going to be the most competitive NFC East team in the playoffs. I don't think the giants stand a chance against anyone. They probably wouldn't even score a point. Washington, they do have a chance. Their defense is so good, so dynamic. Um, and everybody loves the Alex Smith story. So I was cool with Washington making it in. Giants, I just <laughs> don't really like the Giants that much. Um, so I wasn't really too upset with not seeing them in. But um, the bigger picture, you're getting a better draft pick. This is for yourself right now. And um, for people to you know, criticize them for doing that, teams do it all the time. Last year, it was tank for Tua for the Dolphins. This year, tre- tank for Trevor for the Jaguars and the Jets until they failed that failed that uh, little goal that they had. But teams do this every single year. It's less common in the NFL than NBA and other other leagues. But it's it's super difficult to um, try to criticize a team for doing this when it happens all the time. It's probably just because it was you know primetime game. And a division rival. They got super upset, super butthurt about it. I personally thought it was hilarious. Uh, if the Giants wanted to make it in, win more games. Simple as that. Why do you want the division to come down to hoping another team doesn't or hoping another team wins a game? Choose your own destiny. Control your own destiny. You know? Um, a six team, six win team should not be making it into the playoffs or have any shot at making it into the playoffs. Um, I say that, and there's a seven-win team that made it. But um, the Giants have no right to be upset. You know, it's just it's it's just funny at this point. Win more games. It's as simple as that. But anyways, going back to Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson said ahead of time that he was going to give Nate Sudfeld some starting time. Um, this wasn't a surprise to anybody. The timing was a bit of a surprise because if the Eagles wanted to win that game, they were still well within range. Jalen Hurts could have won that football game for them. Nate Sudfeld comes in, and I'm sorry, I respect the kid, but I never understood why people thought that he was going to be a starting quarterback somewhere. Nate Sudfeld is an awful quarterback. Um, He's not going to be starting anywhere. He's just going to be a career backup or a third string his entire career. And um, it was cool to give him some more experience and try to give him an opportunity to go somewhere and do something with his career, but he's not a starting quarterback. Uh, I never saw that out of him, not once. So you can take that. Uh, with what you will, but yeah, the Eagles definitely gave up when they put Nate Sudfeld in. Doug Peterson was well aware of that. And we're seeing reports now that Eagles players were upset with Doug Peterson. They were held back from him. I don't think anything would have gotten physical. I mean, I don't see a player trying to fight their coach. That's a little bit ridiculous. But the whole grand scheme of things, the main message we can take from those reports is players do not respect or trust Doug Peterson. That's a problem. That's a big problem. All season, I was saying, I want Doug Peterson gone. And then we're seeing Doug Peterson say, I'm going to stay. Eagles are saying, they're going to stay. Now, we see this report come out, and the players just, there's a disconnect now. It sounds like Chip Kelly when the players start to have a disconnect with him. You cannot win games if you don't have a strong locker room. So, right now, um, there's a meeting on Wednesday morning between the Eagles and Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, not the Eagles. Uh, Doug Peterson and other coaches 
if I were to guess, that's going to be Doug Peterson's last day as an Eagles head coach. I was thinking 90% chance he stays as a coach because of all the things that were said. Um, he seems pretty confident in it. All the reports coming out that he was going to stay. But now, your players don't respect you. You just coach an awful season. You probably ruined your quote-unquote franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz. And now you want to stay? It's not happening. Uh, the more you keep Doug Peterson around, the more seasons that you're going to have of four wins. Make a change. Do something. That the, the Eagles are still an attractive destination for head coaches. I know their cap situation is awful, but they have a high draft pick. They're in a great city. And... Um, they got a, a good base right now with all their players. They have some playmakers in Miles Sanders, Jalen Rager, um, younger guys, Dallas Goddard. Their defense is up and coming. And, uh, you know, Jim Schwartz is leaving as defensive coordinator next year. So there's going to be a good opportunity to shake this team up and uh, really start a new rebuild for the Eagles. So Doug Peterson, definitely want him gone. I'm not going to get too deep on this because I understand that tomorrow – we're going to get some more information, probably more information the next day. And all I got to say, I'm going to wrap up uh, this little segment with this. If Doug Peterson is gone, if Carson Wentz is gone, especially both of them together, we are going to see unlimited amount of reports and rumors come out from both of them. Um, you know, I, I can't think of a team right now, but when a team falls apart and people leave, all this information is leaked and they're going to be saying stuff about the locker room coaching tendencies, people are going to start speaking out. Current players are going to speak, be speaking out. We're going to learn a lot more about what Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz really stood for. It's going to be interesting. I'm ashamed to say that as an Eagles fan. I never thought that they would get this poor as a franchise. But, man, it, it will be interesting, and the rest of the league will be laughing at the Philadelphia Eagles. I guarantee it. They are pathetic right now. There's definitely a lot of things that we have not seen and um, I don't think I'm ready to hear all of it, but uh, it's time to change things up and get back to their winning ways. I'm definitely excited for that. Happy New Year from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and is here to help you have clean balls in the new year, ringing in the new year with the right tools for the job. In 2021, I definitely have a goal for a better grooming routine with some Manscaped products. Happy 2021. Spoiler alert, hairy nuts are still gross. Step into the new year with a tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The Perfect Package 3.0 is the below-the-waist grooming package you need to start off this year. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to shine a light to the promised land in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Reserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorants on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to Manscaped. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all of your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your underwear game to the next level. Bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PHL. New year, new balls. All right, today to wrap up this podcast, we're going to talk about the five biggest needs for the Eagles this offseason, whether it's going to be in the free agency, in the draft, trades. We're going to talk about the biggest five positions that they have to hit on. And uh, we'll just, you know, all throughout the offseason, talk about where they will achieve hitting on these biggest needs. So my biggest need for the Eagles is going to be secondary. Their cornerback group did not play very well in uh, 2020. They brought in Darius Slay at a big price. Uh, pretty good trade, but they added him to a big extension. He was a disappointment, I would say. Um, played a pretty good season most of the time, but just show that he is not the number one lockdown corner that the league used to saw, see him as. Um, other than that, the cornerbacks have been injured. They have been pretty bad. So having another lockdown corner, or not, not necessarily lockdown, but a starting caliber corner would be huge for this team. As far as the safeties goes, I think Jalen Mills did a great job. Kayvon Wallace is still developing. Rodney McLeod is out with an ACL tear. He won't start um, the 2021 season most likely. So they, they still got a lot of question marks there at safety as well. Number two need, wide receiver. The Eagles just drafted a wide receiver in the first round in 2020 with Jalen Rager. But um, beyond that, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, not likely to be back in 2021. So you have to replace them. Um, other draft picks, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, they showed some promise, but really not a starting wide receiver yet. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is likely not going to be on the team, in my opinion. And then you have Greg Ward, who's a slot receiver, and then Marquise Goodwin, who is going to be coming back from uh, taking the year off because of COVID. So um, still some a lot of questions with that wide receiver group. And then you have the big question mark, Travis Fulgham. Will he return to that dominant level that he was earlier in the season? And uh, if they can, that's great, but can't really rely on him to be the best receiver on the team. I think they definitely need to address wide receiver early with Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. Number three, offensive line. This is one of my biggest needs last year that a lot of people didn't talk about, but um, Jason Peters will not be back. Isaac Samalu's been decent. Jason Kelsey, we don't know if he's going to be back, if he's going to retire or not. Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson are getting up there in age and have been injured multiple times the last few seasons. Can't rely on pretty much anybody anymore on this offensive line. Um, so going forward, I would love to see, you know, maybe a premier tackle or someone else drafted later in the draft to revamp this offensive line. Even if most of the starters return in 2021, it would still be nice to see a better backup at each position um, to you know make sure that if injuries happen, the quarterback can still be protected. You also have to plan for the future. If you're going to be missing out on Lane Johnson or Brandon Brooks in a couple of years, try to get somebody behind them now to learn from them, develop, and step in if another injury happens. My need number four is going to be linebacker. A lot of people during the season thought that linebacker was going to be the number one need, and then Look who saved the group, Alex Singleton, someone I was very high on a few years ago. He was cut from the team um, in the 2018, um, I'm mean, sorry, 2019 preseason. I thought he was going to make the team. He was cut and then came back in 2020 and led the team in tackles after not even playing basically five games. Um, so Alex Singleton has been great, but they need to bring in somebody around him uh, especially if they're getting a new defensive coordinator. They might switch to a 3-4 defense. We never know what's going to happen. So 
They have TJ Edwards and Alex Singleton as the top linebackers right now. Other than that, Nate Gary, Duke Riley, really not the greatest linebackers out there, as we know. So it would be nice to get some more help and a difference maker that's going to create some turnovers and can rush the passer. And my last need, number five, obviously not the last need, but the next important need, number five, quarterback. Hey, what? why quarterback? We have two quarterbacks right now that are battling out. Listen, quarterback is still a top need for the Eagles. They have the sixth pick. They can very well consider quarterback of the sixth pick. As crazy as it sounds, right now the Eagles are in a position to rebuild for the future. If they like Zach Wilson, if they like, I don't know, Justin Fields, if he's going to fall there, find your guy and build from there. You know, you can trade Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts and get some picks from both of them. So right now, the Eagles are not in a position where they say, we can build around a quarterback. Right now they're saying, we need to build a team. So if Carson Wentz isn't going to be here, if they don't like what they've seen from Jalen Hurts so far in 2020, then listen, you have an opportunity at the top of the draft, make some trades, go get the guy that you want. Um, I doubt that they would draft a quarterback in the first round, but you better believe that they will be doing their homework on these quarterbacks. And if something crazy happens where a quarterback slides, they could be considering or entertaining drafting a quarterback at number six or even higher if they want to trade up for a guy like Justin Fields. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform that are you, that you are listening to um, right now. And uh, follow us on social media, Birds Banter on Twitter, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram for all of your Eagles content needs. Uh, we'll be releasing two new episodes next week and then start getting into the YouTube reviews of draft prospects. So thank you again for joining. Had a great time discussing the Eagles, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and everything this year. Looking forward to this offseason, and the countdown to the draft begins pretty much now. we got three months to go, and uh, it's going to be a big, big draft for the Eagles to try to revamp this team and get back to their winning ways. Thank you, guys, and until next week, go Birds.